Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Gay With God podcast, a safe place for us to share our stories and support one another. How long did we know? What challenges did we face? Did we lose our faith? When did we find our way back home? Or are we still searching? The stories you hear on this podcast will melt your heart and strengthen your belief that in God, all things are possible and you can be authentically gay with the God of your understanding. I'm your host, Midge Noble, and I am very honored that you are here. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Gay with God podcast. I'm your host, Midge Noble, and I'm also your guest today. (laughs) So on this week of Christmas, oh my gosh, can we just pause and hear me say that this is the week of Christmas. I am so behind and I am so overwhelmed with all the things that I still need to do. And then I pause and I remember that Christmas really isn't about baking or presents or going to a thousand different events. Christmas is, even though maybe biblically not exactly Jesus's birthday, but it is the time for us to pause and use this time to consider all that Jesus did come into the world to do, all he accomplished while he was here, and to just give honor to that moment in time and and kind of take stock of what is our relationship with the God of our understanding and how does the God of our understanding as manifested as Jesus and the Holy Spirit resonate in us and show up for us in our lives? And how do we allow them to show up for us in our lives? So today's episode is not going to be about that, but it is going to be a little bit more of a sneak preview of my upcoming memoir, Gay with God, Reclaiming My Faith, Honoring My Story. As always, being gay with God is my thing. I like to use the word God because it is a affirmation for me that what I felt was stolen from me has been reclaimed by me. And that even though I never had to lose my relationship with God, society and church had indicated to me that I had to make a choice. So now that I've been able to unpack some of that and sort of assimilate what I've learned to what I know now, is really powerful for me. And that's why I love to use that for my memoir. That's why I've chosen it for my um, podcast. It's because it's my journey of reclaiming my faith. And I was actually thinking this morning about that and thinking about deconstruction and how many people really, really are into the deconstruction of their previous faith. And for me, I haven't really delved into a lot of deconstruction because I want to assimilate. I want to take what wasn't working for me as a gay woman, even though in my unknowing, what was not working for me in the faith that I grew up in and how have I assimilated new information and new understanding of the context of the scriptures, of my context with how God shows up in the world for us and how I don't need to throw out everything I learned. I can assimilate it 
with the new information, similar to how, you know, we learned that the the world is not flat (laughs) and we won't fall off the edge if we sail somewhere. And we've assimilated how we can travel to other planets uh, like the moon and we can go places that we never thought we could go before because God continues to live and move and breathe, not only in us, but also in our existence. We are still here because there's still work to be done. We are still here because what we're doing and how we're gravitating toward a bigger understanding of who is my neighbor, who are my brothers and sisters, how can I show up for them? How do they show up for me? It's all an honor to be a part of this journey uh, of the Jesus movement of God's expressions through us. And as we continue to open ourselves up to each other and allow the diversity of all of our brothers and sisters to come into their most authentic space. I think that's God's work in us and through us. So today I want to talk about a a part of my life when I, of course, still was in my unknowing and did not realize that I was gay, but yet was so connected to my beloved that I believe God put in my path so that I could start this journey of authenticity. I believe that no matter what, we're going to be called to our authenticity and the people in our path are there designed to help us along that journey. So this is a section that's centered around this week of Christmas that I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast that I'm still a little bit thrilled about and not thrilled about. <laughs> It'll be fine, everybody. It'll be fine. Take a deep breath. If you're, if you're having some flashbacks of how quickly Christmas came for you and when I post this or how quickly it is coming for you, then it's okay. We're all going to make it and we'll laugh about this later. But this section of the memoir is all about the challenging times that I felt, and and you'll see how it still is a, a work in progress, trying to get to my beloved, even though I didn't know she was, <laughs> during holidays. So I offer to you a section from my memoir, Gay with God, Reclaiming My Faith, Honoring My Story. The most challenging part was my family always expecting me to come home every weekend. This was the same old pattern stemming from mama and daddy's disappointment that I hadn't attended Appalachian State University for my undergraduate degree. I didn't feel the need to go home every weekend. I wanted to spend my off time from school with Mary. My family didn't understand because she was my friend and not my boyfriend. I realize now that there was no way they could understand my deep connection with her, I didn't even understand it myself. I felt guilty when I would tell my parents I couldn't come home. And then Mary would go to her mom's house and I would go along with her. I loved spending time with Mary's family. Mary had said that her mom had invited me to come to their home for Thanksgiving. My family expected me to always be home and celebrate holidays with them. This tug and pull of expectations, emotions, and trying to please everyone would go on for years. I knew Mary wanted me there. I wanted me there. 
and my parents played the guilt card of, why don't you want to spend time with your own family? It really was unbearable because I hated hurting my family's feelings. It was not intentional. And yet I knew that anytime I went anywhere, especially with Mary, my parents were hurt. Their response was always angry. Looking back, I wonder if they were really using anger to cover up their hurt and disappointment. I wish I knew then what I know now. I wish I could have been honest with myself and my family. I made the decision to go home for Thanksgiving, but told Mary I would try to be at her house by late afternoon. Her mother, bless her little heart, told Mary they would hold dinner for me. I didn't want her to do that, and Mary said it doesn't matter what time we eat. We eat Thanksgiving dinner late because we watch football. Just get there as soon as you can. This was easier said than done. Even though my parents ate around noon, they expected me to be there and stay there through the Thanksgiving break. I kept watching the clock, chewing fast, and trying to look like I was paying attention to conversations. All I wanted to do was go see Mary. When things were cleaned up, I started packing up to go. My parents were not happy. They continued to challenge my decision and question me about why I would have to go to somebody else's family. Thanksgiving, they implied, was family time, and Mary was not my family. While they were berating me, I thought, stay home and do what? Watch Daddy watching football, Mama reading a book while my brother was outside. By this time, my sister was already married and living away from home, and she and her husband didn't come to Thanksgiving. That was okay, I thought, because husbands get to make those decisions, and my sister didn't have a choice. Despite their feelings exploding out of them, I told them I loved them, and I'd call later, and I left. When I got to Mary's home in Cary, I was welcomed with open arms, wagging tails, and the sound of football on the television. Mary's mom handed me a beer, encouraged me to put my things up in the bedroom, and to come down when I was ready. Mary grabbed my bag and went upstairs with me to her childhood bedroom. Her bed and dresser were dark mahogany wood with white dresser knobs. Her walls were lavender, and she had a floral lavender print bedspread. It looked more girly than Mary dressed or carried herself. I finally took a deep breath. It felt good being there. She hugged me and told me how glad she was that I was there. We talked for a while and then her mom showed up at the door. You girls coming down? The game is getting good and it's almost time to eat. Yes, Mary said. I wished we could have just stayed up there a little while longer. The rest of the evening was amazing. Laughter, great football, a wonderful home-cooked meal, and just the feeling of acceptance. Her brother, Joe, was there with his dog, Cracker. Mary's mom lived with Joe's other dog, CJ, and then there was Sheba. Her mom was totally fine with dogs being in the house, while my mom never allowed that until my sister got her first Sheltie. Until then, Mama had never allowed dogs to be in the house or to roam freely. The visit was wonderful. We ate way too much and screamed for the teams we wanted to win. It was nice to feel relaxed, free of judgment, and just be myself. The next day, we went out to pick up a Christmas tree, and that evening had a tree decorating party, complete with Brandy Alexanders. I had never had those, but they were yummy. Made with ice cream, Kahlua, brandy, and cream de cocoa. I was not vegan then and loved the amazing food and that beverage. Unfortunately, I was still in the deep habit of anorexia and bulimia.
I thought I hid it well, but later I would learn that Mary's mom was concerned, and of course Mary already knew. We headed back to finish up the last part of the semester before Christmas break. I was already scheming how to work out the holidays so that I could spend as much time with Mary as possible, and the holidays would turn out to be the most emotionally exhausting part of my year. I tried to make everyone happy, tried not to disappoint anyone, to act like I was present and having fun, while watching the clock and trying not to make people hurry as my insides were churning through all the stress. I was never successful. Mary understood what I was going through and still wanted me to celebrate with her and her family. My parents expected me to be home. At first, their expectation was that I would be home as soon as the college semester broke for Christmas and that I would stay home until the next semester started. Mary hoped that I could spend all my time with her family, but knew that wasn't realistic. Her next hope was that I would get to her mom's house at least by Christmas evening. While we were in graduate school, I almost always made it to Mary's house by late afternoon or evening for all the holidays. By the time I would get to her mom's house, I was emotionally drained. I felt guilty, shamed, and selfish. A horrible daughter. In my wake... I left a very wounded and angry family that couldn't understand why I was choosing to go and why I was choosing what I was doing, and I couldn't explain it to them. The worst part is that they put the blame on Mary and kept telling me she shouldn't have that much control over me. I would tell them this was something I really wanted to do, and back we were spinning in circles. Even to this day, I feel the pressure and am not able to please everyone. So how true is that for you guys out there? For your every holiday, especially if you're not out yet, to your family, it is like this most hellacious period of time where you're trying to please yourself, please the person you're with, please your family. And that juggling act is chaos. And it never ends well. There's no way to please everybody when not everybody is in the know. Had I been able to come out to my family at that time and say, Mary's my girlfriend. I love her and she loves me. And we plan to spend part of these holidays together. And this is how it might work for all of us. That's just common for people who have heterosexual relationships and the parents embrace that. And I've even known families who actually go along with what the, the child's boyfriend or girlfriend is doing and their family because it's either more fun or because it just feels right, whatever. But it's not always you have to be in our home of origin and stay stuck here with just us all the time. However, those of us who have not been able to come out to our family at that time and, and was not able to speak authentically, had to connive and, and create pathways to make ourselves happy, which in turn turned out not to really make us totally happy because there was always a piece of us that was wounded because we had hurt those we love as well. It's a really difficult situation. So I'm wondering how you're making that work for you. And I would love for you to message me by leaving a comment on the Podbean app at empoweredmidge.podbean.com. 
but you can also email me at empoweredmidge at gmail.com. I would love to hear your story. And someday I would love to hear your story actually on this podcast. <laughs> so remember, guys, that that these sneak peeks are something I love to do. But also remember that your gift to me this Christmas would be to sign up for your own personal guest spot on the podcast. This podcast is getting great reviews from those of you who are listening, and it's getting a lot of forward movement on Instagram and Twitter. I really appreciate you guys showing up and doing what you're doing as far as sharing and linking uh, this to other people. I also would love to hear your story because my story is just one story. And even though we may have similar stories, yours is unique and poignant and inspiring, whether it's painful or not so painful. Whether you found the God of your understanding or you don't have a God of your understanding and that's okay with you. This podcast is for you to talk about how you came out and how it may have affected, you know, whether or not you have a belief in God or whether it had absolutely no, no part in your coming out process. I'm not here to tell you you have to do it my way. I'm here to give you the opportunity to tell us your way. And I welcome you on this podcast. So go to empoweredmidge.podbean.com, scroll all the way down to the bottom and find out how you can be a guest on the show and send me a request to set up a taping for you. I would love to do that. So anyway, back to you guys in your journey. I am interested in how you navigated holidays and I'm interested in how you continue to manage the the tightrope walk of going into your life with your family of origin and your new beloveds. I wonder if coming out made it easier for you or is it now harder? Because, you know, once I came out, it was really super awkward to then get together with my family because even though they still believed that I was going to hell, they did not want me to stay away. Um, maybe they thought they could still convince me that I didn't need to be gay. Maybe they thought that, you know, it was a bad parenting option to kick their kid to the curb. I don't know. But it made it really difficult sometimes because there was so much judgment still there and awkwardness that then instead of it being awkward and ending in a wound because I would leave them and go somewhere else. Once they realized that Mary was my family and that we were together and we, we came together as a pod. Then, <laughs> I mean, after coming out, it was like, okay, we go together. Then we had to split time with her mom and my family. And that was harder on her mother because she wasn't used to having to share. My parents were really, really weren't used to having to share until I met Mary, but then all that time that they didn't know that I was gay and all the time that I didn't know that I was gay, but knew that I had to be with Mary should have been a clue, don't you think? But it wasn't because I'm slow learning, but the, it was hard for everybody before and after, because then even though Mary was welcomed into my house, it was super tense. And a little bit awkward. Okay, a lot awkward. And yet we continue to make it work. Even now, you know, that it's not completely over because Mary's mom always, I think, had a problem and continues to have a problem when we leave her house to go to my mom's house. Now she's supportive, 
very supportive of you know, packing me a vegan meal that she had prepared the night before to go in uh, because my mother never had vegan food available at the time. And so she always prepared meals for me. But as time goes on, especially this Christmas, we're dealing with dementia in the family. And now our Christmas is going to be chaotic in a whole lot of different ways. I'm here to support my beloved and to be able to support what she needs to do for this Christmas with her mother. And she is my mama. You know, she's my other mama. So I care deeply for her and want to make sure that we make the best possible Christmas for her. And that means that now instead of having our regular traditions, we're now creating traditions, a new tradition that we're going to have to introduce and make make a plan to fulfill because we can't rely on her to do it at this point. So then that asks the question to you guys, how have your traditions changed? What have you had to do different now that you may have come out to your families and you have your own beloved with you? Do you guys go together to your families? Do you still split up because it's too awkward or too painful or you're not allowed to go? See, people don't think about that when they think about people being together in a gay relationship. They don't understand the trials and tribulations we go through just to make our families comfortable once we come out. And they don't understand that our experiences are different than what they may see on television or in the news, that we are unique individuals doing it a way that is right for us because we all identify as our own authentic person and the labels we use may not make sense to our families. And that diversity may be something that your families may never accept. Even if you are bisexual and you show up with a partner of the opposite gender, just knowing that you identify as bisexual could be a problem if you've told them. And I am sure even in the heterosexual community, holidays are not easy and everybody has their own particular way of doing things and parents may still want you to be at home even if your husband needs to go or your wife needs to go to their family's house. And it doesn't become an issue except for the fact that you may still have an issue with parents being upset at you coming later than they wanted or leaving earlier than they wanted. Aren't holidays fun? I live an hour and 45 minutes away from my parents' family home. My dad expected me to be there at 8 o'clock in the morning, on Christmas morning. Now, we had a tradition once my beloved and I got together that we would do Christmas Eve dinner in town with her mom. And that was something they had done from the time she was small. We didn't have a Christmas Eve tradition. So I joined their tradition. That got me still in my hometown Christmas morning. So my beloved and I chose to have Christmas morning together first, and then we would go into my family. And that was fine until her mom later moved into our town in our neighborhood. And they also had a tradition to have Christmas brunch. That was a champagne brunch, and I was all for that. So we would go around the corner of our neighborhood and have champagne brunch with my mom-in-law-to-be, and her brother, and then we would go into Hickory. So we were getting there not at 8 o'clock in the morning, 
after many years of doing that and stressing over getting things done early. And then we'd go in in the, the afternoon. So I'm wondering how you guys navigated that and how you're still navigating that. And for us, like I said, this year is going to be super different, but I'm still following the same kind of path. We're just going to be hosting more than we were going to. And I will still see my mama on Christmas as I always have at some time in that place. You know, when I was estranged from my brother, it was different because we had to navigate when I would go so that he wouldn't have to run into the abomination midge, but things are better now. So that's okay. But I still see my mom on Christmas. We're still with my beloved's mom on Christmas and we still have our personal time. So we've tried to blend it. We've figured it out the best we could and we've made it work the best we could loving everybody and probably not pleasing everybody. And we just can't, we just can't please everybody. So I encourage you guys during this holiday season to find what is going to work for you. If you can't please everybody, you need to start with honoring your story. Honor who you are. Be the person that you are and and lovingly let them know that it is not your desire to hurt them or to shun them, but it is your desire to be as happy as you can possibly be. And you would like them to be as happy as they possibly can be. And we all have to find a way through disappointment to still choose to be happy. If this doesn't work out, what can I find in it that is still joyful? And if you can find joyfulness in a disappointment, boy, you're on a great track. <laughs> and I hope that you find that. So I want to thank you for showing up today, for listening to the memoir snippet, and for always being there with your loving natures and, and how you share and subscribe and give love to the Gay With God podcast. And I want you to be able to connect with me. And as I've said, if you go to the empoweredmidge.podbean.com, you will find my links and ways to connect with me. If you are listening to this podcast and are questioning whether you can be gay and be in a relationship with the God of your understanding, if you identify as LGBTQIA+, or not even sure if you are gay, God has always been within you, even when you didn't know it, you have always been gay with God. Check out our Facebook group, Gay With God, where we do a monthly Zoom group entitled My Faith Journey. If you need support to help you through your coming out and or faith journey, go to the show page at empoweredmidge.podbean.com. Scroll all the way down to the bottom and see you how you can connect with me through my email or to choose to be a guest or to sign up for a free coaching session with me. Just to give you a heads up, we have some pre-launch memoir festivities coming up for the Gay With God Memoir. In January, I am offering a monthly live Ask Me Anything Zoom meetup. You can join the meetup by getting the link at, in the Gay With God Facebook group. If you have not joined the Gay With God Facebook group yet, please join and answer the questions so I know that you're the person that 
you know, I will be expecting to do this. So you would be somebody who is in our community, somebody who's in, um, you know, just answer the questions so that I, I know that we're not being scammed or targeted. That's my, that's my jam. I don't want us to have a, a bad situation ha happen. So join the Gay With God Facebook group. I'll be posting the link for the live Ask Me Anything. And when I say Ask Me Anything, I'm literally saying anything. Now, you might make me blush and, you know, shame on you, but <laughs> you can ask me anything about the memoir or about me and my journey, what I'm doing, how I'm, you know, how are things going? You can ask me anything. Please join so you won't miss the chance to pre-order the memoir, which I will be starting pre-sales in January. Along with those pre-sales come loads of bonuses and free stuff. So, the price of the book during the pre-sale will be higher. However, you're going to get a boatload of, of information and, and links to webinars and things that I've done, and you don't have to pay for any of that. It would cost way more to have done all those things with me than me offering it as part of the bonus pack for the incentive to pre-order. There will be no hard sale techniques during the lives. You'll just have an opportunity to take advantage of the pre-order incentives but it is not required to pre-order and I hope you'll still join me for the lives because it'll be fun. All that's required is that you join the Zoom group and we can be in conversation electronically face-to-face. -face. I can't wait. I just saw one of uh, the folks that's friends with me on Facebook at a local brewery the other day. That was so much fun that we were able to look face-to-face -face and be in person with each other and have a conversation and knowing that we knew each other online. It's just, I love connecting with you guys. So please consider join, joining the live Ask Me Anything uh, Zoom events during starting in January, and I'll be hosting those every month up until our launch date for the Gay With God memoir. We're hoping and believing that the launch date will be October 2023. So I'm so excited. If you have any questions about that, you know, connect with me through email at empoweredmidge at gmail.com, or you can leave me a message on the Podbean app. All right, everybody. Thank you. Stay tuned to see how you can join the Gay With God community. And as always, you are loved. Happy holidays, everybody. I want to invite you to become a part of the Gay With God community. How can you do that? Stay connected by messaging me your thoughts and comments in the comment section under the downloads of the show on the Gay With God show page. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen and share, share, share so we can increase our community outreach and be a light to those who are struggling to claim their faith. Consider being a sponsor so I can highlight your service in our community. We are all worthy of respect and a relationship with the God of our understanding. I want to thank you in advance for supporting this podcast. Together, we as a community will keep this show visible and our community stronger. Deep gratitude to my friend Tim McClendon of Tim McClendon Music for allowing me to use an excerpt from Interlude 4, a song found on his CD entitled Sundance.